welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together and discuss a cult classic film that one or more of them has watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Kenz. As always, I'm joined by Kane Porkchop Daniel. Hi, I'm legendary filmmaker Sidney Lumet, here oh. to talk about his final movie, Before the Devil Knows You're Dead. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Sam Seabass Godfrey. I can never follow anything after that. Yeah. Hey. How you doing? And our first return guest, yeah. Sinead Stubbins. Welcome back. Hi. Woo. I'm very happy we got you out of that deep dark well. That you <laughs> hey, uh, hey guys, can I start with something? Sure. Some li- some Little Women news. Now oh, that you're yeah. now that you yeah. guys are all Little Women heads like mm-hmm. me. Did you know that Greta Gerwig is making yes. a Little Women movie? Oh, really? Starring yep. Saoirse Ronan as Joe. Oh, oh wow. Ronan. And who else? Uh, M- Su- Nicole Kidman. No. Uh, no. Who's in it again? No, I can't remember. Emma Stone as Meg. Mm. Which yeah. I don't. I don't love that. Yeah. Why? Because you don't like Emma Stone? I think be- I don't like Emma Stone. I like mm. Emma Stone. We can get into this She's later when Hawaiian. we talk about yeah. <laughs> the other person. <laughs> but um, uh, Meryl Streep yeah. is playing the Aunt March. She's not playing mommy. She's what? playing Aunt March. Yeah. Hmm. And I heard a little rumor on the grapevine that Gary Busey <laughs> is Joe March. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. No. Is it? Is it? How is dare it? You. Is it going to be set at? <laughs> I'm mad already. <laughs> is it going to be set at the same time? Because because I think that uh, Little Woman would be prime for like, hey, it's a, Hamlet, but it's like it's in a dark, futuristic, I mean, Blade Runner-y uh, no, yeah, take like, on. Knowing, knowing Gerwig, maybe it'll be set in 95 or something. Yeah. 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 Mm, anyway. Um, but that's not the film that sorry. we need to talk about. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> so sorry, you can cut that out. Um, uh, we are talking uh, the film that Sinead submitted for our viewing pleasure the Devil Wears Prada, 2006. The, the Devil Wears Prada, the unofficial sequel yeah. to Little Women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, um, yeah. starring uh, Annie Hath um, and Meryl. Um, but uh, so, what's your what's your sort of history with this film? I mean, first of all, no one calls her Annie Hath. That was an interesting <laughs> <Okay>. choice. <laughs> Annie Hath. Uh. Um, well, okay. So I was 17 when this movie came out. And a little backstory to that is that because of internalized misogyny, when I was a teenager, I never used to see any romantic comedies or any movies that was like female centric in any sort of way, like that was interested in fashion or love or whatever. And there was a discount cinema in my neighborhood and me and my friends would go there and see a couple of movies in a row. And one time we went and my friends all chose, I think it was like Princess Diaries 2 or something. Mm -hmm. And because I was making such a big deal about, because I thought I was so fucking superior to Princess Diaries 2, I was like, all right, I get to pick the next movie we we see. And they were like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So the movie I picked was Fahrenheit (laughs) (laughs) 9-11. Classic dude movie. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, So we were all 15 and we all went to see Fahrenheit (laughs) 9-11. Was it just full of like, surf bros watching it as well. Yeah, yeah. and most of my friends were crying by the end because, like, yeah, quite a graphic movie, Fahrenheit 9-11. Yeah. So after that went so badly wrong, I just would see any movie that they chose and we they chose to see The Devil Wears Prada when I was in Year 12 and I went and I fucking loved it and it changed my mind about movies of that ilk. So it was like exposure therapy. It pretty much was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
also one of the themes in Fahrenheit 9-11. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess uh, what would you think that the three of us thought of this film? I think you guys would like it because you understand quality. See, I'm shaming you now. (laughs) If you don't like it, that you're like Philistines who hate women or something. (laughs) Go ahead, tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Sam, we meant to follow that up. um, Sinead looked at you first, Seb, so you have to answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm the only one in the room that had never seen it before. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. It was just a blip on my my Hmm. film radar. Too busy watching the Goonies. Uh, too busy watching Die Hard again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I watched it. I think there was a lot of hype around it. There was a lot. Of, I was expecting big, big things. I was expecting big things from everyone. With the cast, with Meryl getting a, a, a nod for it. Or, yeah. And Did she, did she get a nomination? Oh, yeah. She oh. got a nomination for this. Yeah, I think she time. did. Well, she she basically gets a nomination for everything she's yeah, in. Yeah, right. She can do she a, a nomination commercial and she get a nod. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I I didn't hate it, mm. but at the same time, I was like, what's why did this go as far as it did? Like it it, it made a lot, a lot money. of money. Yeah, it made more. It came out the same year as Superman Returns, and it made more money than this big tentpole blockbuster movie, which is crazy because yeah. it was made on a shoestring, right? Isn't yeah, well, it was uh, thirty five million in two thousand and six dollars, which is forty three point six. A shoestring. Um, well, it is <laughs> Prada, one Prada shoestring. What kind of shoes do you wear? Um, Manolo Blahniks. <laughs> and it made three hundred and twenty six million. Yes, so fashion it, reference. Like it, it very much washed its face. It yeah. yeah, killed it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I guess did this? I mean, uh, um, the Hathmeister General was in. Uh, um, <laughs> what is happening here? Uh, <laughs> um, was in the Princess Diaries yeah. movies, but this was kind of was this her sort of first post. Those movies, movie. I think or? it was. I think it was her biggest movie as an as adult, like the star. sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like uh, I think she moved into a new realm mm-hmm. after this one, yeah. for, for better or worse. Uh, kind of echoes of, of Princess Diary in this movie, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And she has a bit of a glow up or whatever. Oh, yeah, what a makeover up. scene it is. Yep. Ooh, still as glam as, in, as it was in 07. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I mean, you've seen this before. Uh, yeah. I don't remember a lot about what I thought about it the first time I saw it. I thought it was perfectly serviceable comedy, I thought. Um, but, I mean, now watching it, I I have uh, two things in my head simultaneously. I, I think that a lot of the comedy in this is done better than 99% of um, Hollywood film comedies. Yeah. Like it's really, it's it's like lighter than air, like a lot of this stuff. You know, lines are just popping and thrown away and it's just, it's it, yeah, it's just light and frothy like in a really great, like skillful way. In a way I think that harkens back to, I mean, it's kind of a, boring reference but like kind of screwball comedies a little bit yeah, like big time. his girl friday kind of like sort of thing um but at the same time i think like the actual politics if you can call it that are fucking rancid <laughs> like really bad that's fashion baby yeah yeah it's the thing that got me it's it's trying it's kind of pushing and pulling you it's trying to tell you that it's it's okay to to you know chase your dreams and do all these things and and push forward and fuck people over but i mean it's it's telling you that the fashion industry has a purpose and it's there but it's also telling you that the fashion industry is horrendous 
but it's kind of, I don't know, there's mixed messages in there. It kind of threw me a little bit. But mm. I mean, but uh, it's not even chasing your dreams. It's like when a dream is presented to you, claw and like over people and punch them in the face to like just get at the small sliver of wealth that capital affords you through, you know, dumb luck. If your dream is to be with the empty void of a human being that Adrian Grenier is. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> Vinny Chase, Entourage. Oh we just call him Vinny Chase. Let's not Vinny Yeah, Vinny Chase. Chase. I'm going to call him Gunnier Fructis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He is just... Just yeah, he's fucking shit, and you can oh, you can tell terrible. that his food would be shit as well. Oh, he's yeah. not a chef. He's a poor wine reductions yeah. that he makes all day. Fucking shit! <laughs> I love that he held that up as like kind of the paradigmatic thing that chefs yeah. do. You know what I mean? And it's also something that doesn't sort of necessarily connote like a lot of labor. Like he didn't say, "I haven't been like you know." butchering lambs, you know, <laughs> since nine a.m. I haven't been, I haven't been peeling. 10 kilogram sacks of potatoes all day. It's mm. like, I, I, I've been making a <laughs> kicky little port wine reduction. <laughs> yeah, but he's working hard for his yeah, art. But he does make a, a really delicious grilled five cheese. star meal yeah. of a grilled cheese sandwich. That looks burnt as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, looks it does. Bad. It looks yeah. really bad. Yeah. <laughs> she she should have dumped him then. Yeah. A, yeah. Oh, man. I, like, I just, I mean, obviously he's just a pretty face. Um, but, mm. uh, but really? Is he? Yeah, he's hot. Yeah. No, I don't know. He's pretty but dishy. I, but I kind of like, because I think of Vinny Chase every time yeah, I look totally. at him, like he's not that hot. No. Yeah. But he, but like he is. He's, he's a bit of a D-bag. Yeah. He's a black yeah. hole where charisma is meant to be. Yeah, he's a charisma. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's in there with uh, Shia LaBeouf. Um, no, I like Shia LaBeouf. He's, he's weird. No. <laughs> he's really weird. He's and, not hot. And, and, uh, <laughs> he's not hot. Out. What did you think of the film, Miguel? Um, I remember watching this not long. Uh, I think I watched it on DVD or something like that. Oh, it? digital oh, DVD. Versatile. Yeah, DVD. Wow. Back Never in heard the day. of it. Pre-streaming, baby. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it, I perfectly enjoyable. I remember it being. Um, but uh, and like the, I think there's. I mean, I like that. There are. It, it does sort of. I mean, it hits most of the beats of a romantic comedy. Um, but it you know, it diverges a little bit, you know, she doesn't end up uh, with the boyfriend or, you know, or or with the love interest at the end and all of that sort of stuff. Like she, re you know, she sort of screws things up and... But it um, is, is it a love story? Because if it is, it's a homosocial love story, right? Like, like... It's between her and Marie. <laughs> what's a homosocial... <laughs> Can I just say, what is, what's a homosocial uh, love yes, story? Ah, yes, homosocial... I know. Um, no, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, like, like it's 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 a it's a listeners. You know, if you know what homosexual <laughs> is, please a, fa know. fax us five, immediately. Five, five. <laughs> it's a non-sexual non love story between Harry um, Miranda. Yeah, yeah, ah. yeah. Um, yeah. Because I, I mean, Gonia Fructis is kind of an afterthought, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah well, I, I guess it, it just yeah. It, I'm just saying, is it a romantic comedy? I'm definitely yeah. not buying that she has any romantic chemistry with Vinny Chase either. It's like you guys are not a couple. Yeah, fucking wheelie yeah. or turtle it and see what <laughs> whether that'll fly. I, I really enjoy. It. Like I, I think um, I'm. Uh, I really like Anne Hathaway. I, I don't know why. Uh, really, but yeah, I, I, re yeah, I just. I know, like she gets a lot problem. of hate, and I don't get the hate. I quite. I think she's great. This is yeah. this is the one of the main things I wanted to get to. Mm. Um. 
Because because I am aware that there's this huge amount of antipathy towards the internet hates her. Yeah, mm. yeah. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. If yeah, you, if you like, Google like Anne Hathaway unlikable, look what yeah. comes up. Your website. I just really, I just my, my personal Tumblr <laughs> <laughs> that I started in 2006. And yeah. so, what do you, can can you fill us in at all? Yeah. With, with what the story is there? Uh, I mean. Large portions of the internet hate Anne Hathaway because she tries too hard, because she seems like the kind of girl who practised her Oscar speech in the mirror Uh, since she was a child, that she's a hyperactive theatre kid and her being cool, if you're a cool person, you can't see the strings and she shows a lot of effort in everything that she does. So Mm. people love Jennifer Lawrence because she's like the girl who eats a cheeseburger on the red carpet, but they hate (laughs) Anne Hathaway because she would never, she's probably never eaten a cheeseburger. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. but both of those things are performative. So it's kind of, it's just odd that this, the, like Anne Hathaway is so hungry for success and like artistic peaks and very ambitious. But the thing that people hate that in her, but they don't hate that in men necessarily. Mm. There's a lot of parallels to the film there in what you just 100%. That's why it was probably perfectly cast. Yeah, exactly. Probably people say, "What's the what's the late Miriam? No, what's her name? The the boss, old Miranda Presley. Miranda Presley. Yeah, uh, uh, the devil. People are calling yeah. her the devil. Mm. But if if it was a male role and he was just like a hard ass boss, this dude that's just then nobody had really. Why is this? It wouldn't be an issue. There wouldn't be a film made because that's the default version of a yeah. boss in movies. Yeah. yeah, and that's why it was interesting when like. Uh, Meryl Streep said that she based the performances on male bosses she knew. She didn't actually base it on Anna Winter of Vogue. Mm. Like, it was all men. Well, that's what I um, – one of my notes is uh, – and one thing that sort of seems odd to me, and I uh, and I could be completely wrong, that I um, I don't think it's something that Anna Winter would do, is the, the whole dumping of the coat and the bag on the table as she, like, walks in. I just thought, like, would someone, like – is that something that you know? Someone of uh, power sort of move. Power I love that. Power. Oh hell yeah! yeah. People, I've seen people yeah. do shit like yeah. that. Yeah, okay. big time. Uh, yeah, so yeah. She, yeah. She cares not... about the clothes, but doesn't give a fuck about the actual physical object. She yeah. cares about the idea of the fashion, but also disrespects anyone. It was. It's pretty uncouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it, just to backtrack a little bit. I, I've listened to both Anne Hathaway and um, Jennifer Lawrence on WTF. Mm. And it's and it's funny because I mean just in very broad strokes they both have kind of a similar kind of manic sort they're of both energy kids. you know what I mean yeah, yeah. They, yeah. They, they both have a just a, just very umbrella like a similar kind of vibe and it's yeah. funny that one gets hated for it and Well Jennifer it. Lawrence fell down the stairs when she got her Oscar and when Anne Hathaway got hers she said wow it's really happening and the internet chose a side uh, Yeah mm. What did uh Annie Hath get an Oscar for Les Mis. Uh, hmm. To Dream to Dream, etc. Mm. <laughs> Not Catwoman. Not Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Princess Diaries too, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but the uh, I think the the supporting cast in this is really, really fun. Mm. The Tooch. The Tooch. Emily Blunt. Um, oh, Tooch is Meryl, so good. Giselle. <laughs> Giselle is really funny in this. Yeah. yeah like, Stanley Tooch. Stanley Tooch. He's, he's, just, he's just the best. In everything he yeah. does, he's the best. And I think it was because of this movie that he and Meryl got paired together in Julie and Julia because their oh, chemistry yeah. was so amazing that yeah. they were like, this, they should be a couple on screen. They just seem like two people who just know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just like, okay, we're just, you know, we're acting our way through this and it's not a problem at all. Mm. Yeah. What was the teacher's rise to stardom? 
The first thing I remember him in was what Big Night is 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 that the one where he's got that Italian restaurant with his brother or whatever. Mm. Yeah, I he's don't never know. been given. A, he's not a leading man. He's, he's he's never really been given a his time in the sun as he like should. a leading mm. role. But he should. He's so good. Speaking of supporting cast, by the way, Simon Baker. What's uh, going on with his eyebrows? Yes. What? I didn't see that. I yeah, never even yeah. noticed There's his something eyebrows. Re- they're really disconcerting. What do you and mean? In what respect? They're just, they're they kind look of glued there. on. Yeah, they look, yeah, no, he looks like a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. He looks like, yeah. And, and I never noticed like they throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I re- no, I, I really feel like, it, no, it feels like he burnt them off at some point or yeah. something. What? I've never yeah. noticed. I think I was too busy being confused that a journalist would be flown around the world just to go on red yeah. carpets of Fashion Week. <laughs> I was like, exactly. who the fuck's taking a photo of and you? Yeah. Billboards of him. Yes. There's like there's on the side of a bus. It's that doesn't happen picture. in journalism. No, Sorry, kids. <laughs> Spoilers. You know, maybe in 2006 there was still, you know. No, uh, absolutely not. <laughs> is Simon Baker dreamy? Is the mental man dreamy? He looks like a deviant to me. Yeah, and he acts like a deviant. He definitely acts like a sex pest in this. He's meant to be a symbol of her making bad decisions, I He's think. from right. Launceston, so... But he's meant to be. <laughs> so he's the Hobart boy. Yeah, he's meant to be initially um, charming and nice, right? Like that's. I think he's his, meant his... to be an exciting alternative, right? Right. And who uh, can offer uh, you know access to? Yeah, I don't know. That Harry Potter manuscripts. Harry Potter manuscripts. <laughs> a sock and a puddle would be a more viable choice than a goddamn. <laughs> And that's I what Vinny Chase is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. Adrian Grittier, A Sock in a Puddle. Mm. Yeah. That's his uh, That's his book. Did you guys um, think that Anne Hathaway's friends were assholes? Because oh, I massive. did. Yeah. They were fucking assholes, oh, man. That, that scene when she comes in with all this swag. Oh, my God. She's like, here, take this $2,000 handbag. Here, take this, like, crazy and skin just stuff. dicks. Yeah. And then it's just like... And you missed his birthday. It's like fuck off. Like, but you, they're, they're throwing yeah. all of the. They're throwing her bag around. No, her phone her around phone. While, while she's so trying rude. to. And 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 they and, and really she annoying. rightfully tells them to fuck right off yeah. because they're being fucking dicks. And no matter how awful she is, like possibly sabotaging her career, and they and they have the audacity. To, to give it like a, ooh. I know. But, <laughs> it makes sense how she's a dick at the start of the film because you're like, oh, that's her circle of friends. Yeah. I get it now. Yeah, I think every single character in this film, no matter how big or small, is uh, an absolute piece of shit at one point <laughs> in this film. Yeah. That's kind of part of it. Mm. I not thought about that. Um, I, 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 the, the one part where I want to um, retract the, 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 like, banter and and the screenwriting is like light and frothy is the scenes with the um with the friends all the mm. all of a sudden it does feel really kind of well, leaden that, and sitcommy and well, just maybe david frankel acting. right so david frankel the director he he just come like he he did a whole bunch of sex in the city episodes and i i like he i don't know he, he's done some garbage but it felt to me like a that it had the lighting that the tone of one of those shows sex in the city is not garbage no, yeah, I haven't. Uh, I can't back it up because I haven't really seen it. But I'm mad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it it had that vibe, right? It's yeah, kind of his, that's his shtick. That's his thing. I think Rich Summer is the least. I bad like Rich. I was going to say shout out to Rich he's Summer. The, he's like the he's the nicest one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and I kind of like that that um, 
that joke where he knows a lot about fashion yeah, and yeah. and it and it just kind of floats there and and it's and it doesn't seem um it doesn't seem sexualized at no. all it's just kind of like this weird uh thing where he just seems to know a lot about fashion I, and i like that that didn't get concluded in any way yeah. or in a, yeah, you know that's cool. I mean? it's just he knows who Magiello is yeah, or something totally. it's, uh, yeah it's great and speaking of the the fashion i mean we're all fashion doyens here, um, yeah. just gooching it up. Um, but uh, I, I was surprised. I mean, it's always a risk, especially when you're making a fashion movie. It was like, this movie will be dated in, you know, five seconds um, mm. if you're sort of using all the latest um, trends. But I was surprised that there was quite a bit of stuff that I'm like, oh, that still looks really good. It huh. looks um, really except, good. Except... <laughs> except the first like yes. three or four things oh, that yes. when when she's um, Annie Hath's had her makeover and they're doing that scene where she keeps walking behind things and pops out and the first three or four are just like what are you wearing when she like, first yeah. comes back to the office Speaking wearing about that black Muppets. and white fucking, yeah yeah like the, school uniform thing yeah whatever she looks it is. like from, she's That's, from like some forty one or something wears, like that look it was a hard time there was yeah. a lot of off the shoulder tops yeah but then but work. then towards it like but then she wore some amazing things as well that still mm. look incredible but yeah. it's uh, very uneven i agree yeah well costume um, they spent over a million bucks on costuming no and shit. they had a lot of stuff given to them as I well i would oh, yeah i was about to say but um, yeah. if old mate was from sex in the city you probably would have had all those connections yeah mm. definitely. but um, the hard thing was that heaps of designers were scared of being in the movie because they were scared of anna winter getting mad and that well, she yeah. wouldn't want to work so in the end. oh sorry yeah oh no 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 i was just going to say they it was clearly based on on vogue for runway is meant to be vogue anna winter yeah. is meant to be um, I keep forgetting her name. Miranda Priestley. It's meant to be. It's based on a book. Elvis Priestley. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a memoir, yeah. right? It's of one of uh, her personal assistants. Yeah. 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 Um, but the book, the movie is far more sympathetic to the Miranda Priestley character than the book was. Right. I've not read the book, but that's what I've yeah. heard. Yeah. And it's meant to be because she was the the person that wrote the book was an mm. ex ex assistant to yeah. to Anna Wintour. They Anna Wintour's nickname was Nuclear Wintour. Which was because she was an absolute just, yeah. No, I'm not going to say that on the podcast. But it was meant to be. <laughs> Too <laughs> late. To I'm offended. <laughs> I thought it. Yeah, yeah. We were all thinking. Yes. Um, not me. And, <laughs> a meanie. Not me. Um, but uh, yeah, the rumor has it that she uh, basically put the word out to all magazines because Vogue is at the the head of the snake there with with the publishing world and said, if you are to write about this book in any way, shape, or form. We are we're cutting all ties with you guys. And yeah. We're gonna, wow. Yeah. She hates the book. Yeah. She went to the mo- the premiere of the movie wearing Prada. Head to toe in Prada. How good's that? Awesome. She's you kind of have to embrace it, right? Yeah. Like how do you get one on the bullies? You kind of. Totally. Yeah. I mean, that's the only move available to. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know if it's the only move available. She could have not gone. She could have. But, she... but but like, if you want to play it for any. PR value or, or or to configure your public kind of persona, mm. like you can, yeah. I mean, you can just lay low, but 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 if you if if you want to sort of play it for benefit, that's that's the move, right? Yeah, I think she would have appreciated that the movie is ultimately sympathetic to the Miranda Priestly character. Mm. We get a lot of scenes showing the strain on her personal life the ageism that she encounters as a woman that wouldn't have happened if she was a man. Um, there are those small moments that it doesn't seem like we're in the book that shows like, yeah, she is a badass cause she has to be to and, survive in yeah. this world. And that final bit when, um, 
Hathmeister's going for. Uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> every, every instance has to be a different. Different, yeah. Different. yeah. Um, uh, is going for that the job at the local paper and, you know, gets oh, the yes, reference. her real job. Um, yeah, 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 the real job. Fuck that. I know. It's such a, like, that, that move that they did is kind of pretty hack, though. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I, that, you know, I have to say, I didn't like your portfolio at all. Mm. I loved it. Journalism wins. Yeah. Um, and I mean, speaking of Vogue, Vogue has a lot of advertising. Um, and uh, I feel like mm. it would probably be time for an ad. This episode is brought to you by magicians, real magicians, Merlins and Gandalfs and shit. They've had just about enough of you stage magicians with your abracadabras and rolling coins across your knuckles and shit. You cut a woman in half? How do you like to be cut in half by a tangible bolt of ethereal force? Pretenders, all of you. So pack your waistcoats and never-ending kerchiefs in a velvet bag and take a fucking hike, stage magicians. This is your first and final warning. Spoken by Kane Daniel and paid for by the Union of Magic Workers and Air Conditioner Repair People. Well, I think the least said about that, Ed. The better. Mm, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry. Yeah. My yeah. my assistant Porcus does all of the other <laughs> twin brother. Sort of around uh, around the whole I mean the whole premise of this movie is, you know, that the the fashion world is vapid. Well, you know, like and and um she's not being her true self, uh, you know, um by do, working this job and most of the time I was kind of just like, fucking go for it. Just enjoy. I don't know if the premise is that it's vapid. I well, think not, the film uh, goes out of its way to tell you that fashion isn't vapid. So, yeah, with, no, a, with but, a little but speech I, but about I think, Cerulean. Yeah, yeah but I think it was more, but, <laughs> uh, but I mean, towards the end, you know, like the it, it's sort of the uh, the backstabbing and all of that sort of stuff that went on. Like uh, there was still some of that in there. But for, for her character, I was kind of like, Go for it, man. Just yeah. enjoy. Like, yeah. fuck those. You friends are shit. So that's the like, thing. She is making like, connections in Paris, and she yeah. is meeting editors. And her sort of realization that at the end that she should be working at a small town paper or whatever. The, the New York. It's not really a small town, like, but whatever. Yeah, wasn't that like coded as the New York Times or something? No, no I, I, no, I thought it was it, like smaller. Okay, like yeah. maybe the Post, New yeah. York Post, but. Um, uh, that never really sat well with me. The ending. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just was like, you know, make your way in that world. Like, like I, you know. not that the runway way was the only correct way, but a total rejection of it seemed bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so you don't you don't find the whole kind of premise of this is how you get successes just by uh, clawing over people. You, but you don't how find much that it, Like, so the worst thing that she did was probably that she went to Paris instead of Emily, right? Yeah. It just seems to me that the that the premise is is well, or what ends up happening is that she, uh, like, she submits to all of the horrible kind of a the work culture, b kind of the broader um, world of fashion, and you know that that she gets complimented by the tooch for losing weight. That bit sucks. That she yeah. that you know she, which she, she actually did. You know, she actually mm. went from a size six to a size four. Oh really? Yeah. I didn't. Re- I didn't even really know. Which sucks because like yeah. like a size six in Australian sizing, that's a ten, which is yeah. already tiny. 
Like, yeah. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was a slim woman to begin with. Yeah. Um, and just, uh, like, her submitting to kind of um, uh, uh, the, 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 the look that she's, you know, you know, engagement with fashion, like, all of that is done under sufferance, you know what I mean? She may come yeah. to enjoy or embrace it, but it's, you know, she only does it to kind of... Um, grab a toehold of power within within the office, you know what I mean? Um, and, and she's just kicked around by Miranda Priestley the whole time. I mean, I'd, I just didn't, I didn't see anything affirming for her character in it, you know what I mean? It was, it's, it's unclear what her career path would be there. Yeah. Yeah, but, I but, understand but, that. I mean, but if we're saying that it's, that she's going out and getting hers, it doesn't, seem like to me at least that she's doing that she's just submitting to to this environment i didn't see it as submitting i saw it as a shift in her attitude that she thought she was superior to this whole machine and then sort of got an understanding of the artistic merits and the nuances of it and even though it's the system is evil in the way that capitalism is yeah, evil that that, 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 that <laughs> little speechifying that um that uh Miranda does about kind of the, from a bunch of the, stuff, the, the, yeah. the aesthetic supply chain or whatever. Yeah, it's a very long fucking bow. I have to say, <laughs> no, I, I well, it may. I don't know if it was because I was a teenager, but it made an impact on me. I, mean, I was listen, like, yeah, you're make, right. I make fun of chicks like this all the time, but it is bigger than that. And it makes a superficial kind of sense, but I think. I I mean, I mean, it de- it depends if you think fashion is art, and if you don't, then it it is terrible. I do think fashion is art, but I I I don't see any meaningful way to draw a connection between um, a Hokkaido collection and what somebody is buying in Target. You know, as 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 a as a kind of. But it's kind of true. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, I wh- it whether it whether totally or, whether or not it's true, that connection, I don't think. Uh, is a meaningful way of um, defending higher fashion. You know what I mean? I think it should be defended on the grounds of, as you say, that it is art. You know but I don't I mean? know if that defense would have gone through to a character like Andy. I, I think that her whole thing was that she was some sort of punk because she was exempt from this system mm. when she's not. She's buying into the system. Like to, like the, like, and that's a fact. Like the, the idea that she would only <laughs> deign to work there. Yeah. It's just kind of shitty. And I understand what you mean, though. Well, I mean, more... I was I was wondering if you could speak more broadly about kind of yeah how women relate to each other in this movie and, and all what, of women sorry <laughs> oh yeah all the women yeah go <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly how you get me <laughs> I, I set the trap in here. <laughs> uh, but it is it is my biggest it is my biggest yeah. weak point if you if you act like. Oh God! I haven't been like a, you know, if I haven't spoken right or been a good feminist. No, I'm just oh. being silly. You're being great. <laughs> I know, I know. But um, yeah, how how women relate to each other, um, particularly Emily Blunt and Anne Hathaway, and Anne Hathaway. It's and, fucking shit. Mm. Yeah. They all treat each other like shit. Yeah. Um, there are moments where it seems like Miranda is sort of confiding in Andy and like the price that it takes to have that position and you know, the very real implications of being successful in your career when you're a woman. But it doesn't lead to any sort of 
epiphany or closeness or any real connection, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not... It, it would have been fantastic if there was that sort of, like, even between Andy and Emily, if they'd found sort of a real... Some simpatico. Yeah, yeah but also I think that's a different movie. I yeah. don't think that, like mm. you were saying, that it's like a screwball comedy. And it would have been a it would have been a complete cop-out for Miranda to just suddenly change and all of that sort of stuff at the end, you know, to be, you know, like... And what, and what do we want her to change to? Yeah, of? exactly. That's a good question. Does Miranda Priestly change via her contact with Anne Hathaway or did she always have this kind of um, subterranean kind of mm. like compassion and mm. respect for people? Well, the fact that Stanley Tucci is like, she'll pay me back, she has to, mm. sort of at the end when she fucks him over tells me that she has, she does have that empathy and compassion for people who understand her and, and give it back to her, but mm. it's obviously pretty flawed. <laughs> I think it's probably time. Ah, what time is it? Is it time for uh, a few facts about the a movie? A few facts? Oh, or is that a fact? <laughs> is what a fact? Is it a fact that it's time for is that a fact? I think it's, yeah, that is a fact actually. What's happening? <laughs> Seems fairly factual. Is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. Now, this is the game where I give you three facts. Mm. One of them is a, a not a fact. It's not a real fact. Yep. It's a, yeah, it's an anti-fact. Mm -hmm. It's an anti-fact. And you have to factor. tell me, <laughs> anti-factor, <laughs> you have to tell me which one is just <laughs> nonsense. Yeah. Fact number one, Meryl Streep based her character's icily calm, quiet voice on Clint Eastwood. Wait, do I wait till the end? Or? Yeah, you, you wait till the end. end. Yeah, why don't you look at me <laughs> he and pause? Just, no, he just <laughs> always leaves some very pregnant <laughs> yeah. pauses. Well, it's because you, you need to soak it up. I didn't right? know you if that was drama or a signal to me to talk. I'll shut up now. Okay. <laughs> shut your mouth, wait for the end. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me the next fact, Seb. <laughs> Emily Blunt, fact number two. Emily Blunt was discovered in the... Car park, 20th Century Fox car park, because someone overheard her British accent. Pause. Yep. Was, was this like Emily Blunt's first role? No. No, okay. she was in British movies. I've seen her in stuff before this. Mm -hmm. She was Americanized. Yeah. Fact number three. This film spawned a porn spin-off called The Devil Wears Nada, <laughs> in which the boss blackmails staff to sleep with her. Would you like me to recap those facts for you? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, Fact the one number that's one. nonsense. Which is door number one, woman. door number yeah, two, or door number one, three. And by the way, today we have... I wish I had a Velcro wallet so you could hear it. And you go, oh, shit, I've got $100 in here. you get $100, you get $100, correct. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I'm going to get this wrong now. I really would need a hundred. I need a hundred dollars at the moment. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine, but okay. See, it'd be quite easy to come up with a porn one. This isn't interesting to try to figure it, me, listening to me figure it out. Okay. I'm going to say the second one's nonsense. Second one is nonsense. The Emily Blunt in the car park. Is yeah. The Emily Blunt in the car park. Yep. I'm sorry. I mean, I'll <gasps> buy you Uber Eats or something if you're really hungry, but oh. I get to keep my money. 
Um, Which one's nonsense? I just made up that porn one. The devil wears I, that's nada. That's what I thought. I was <laughs> yes. like, the porn one would be so easy to make up. Is that a Kanye line? <laughs> the devil yes. wears nada? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it? I, I also think that that's maybe kind of a giveaway. Oh, no, Adam because, Eve because wear nada. Different. Like the the porn versions kind of gave up on the puns <laughs> at some point. No, it's I mean, true. I mean, Cause, like, cause like now after it's... Edward Penis Hands, where yeah, can you yeah. go? Yeah, that's, well, that's because, that's, because you know. now it's just The Simpsons, a triple X parody or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's yeah, they yeah. gave up on the puns for some reason. Oh, sorry, yeah, I don't know shame. that much about porn. The devil, Thanks, I, though, Sam. The devil wears yeah. nada. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dunkirk would have been an easy one. Tweet at it something like Dunkirk. Features no dunking, zero stars. <laughs> Directed by a Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's too much. Um, okay. Backtracking. No, but uh, Meryl Streep did, in fact, base her quiet, calm voice on, on Clint Eastwood because Miranda was initially meant to have a big, booming and intimidating voice, but uh, we thought, well, really? she said in an interview that uh, Clint Eastwood, when he walks into a room, he's always like, he talks like, you know, he's a, like and everyone leans in to listen. He commands yeah. the room, and it was far more powerful than than just being loudy McLeod pants. It's a classic, mm. uh, classic teacher move as well. If you've got a noisy, oh, noisy yeah. class, you yeah. uh, you speak low, and they're all like, "Hey, what's this cool cat talking about?" <laughs> that was from when I was when I used to do teaching. What is this right? kid lingo? <laughs> Pardon? I used to the seventies. <laughs> when this when I studied primary school teaching, bong, bong, and bong. I would sit there and I'd turn my chair around yeah. and I'd rap with the kids. You know, um, dangerous yeah. mind cool. scenario. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer over here. Okay. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Kane hasn't. Kane hasn't been able to speak for a while. So. No, 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 no. I just, I just <laughs> Give this man a glass of wine. Um, yeah. Okay. Should we move into the new segment that or, already exists as a segment, but named. we want to give it a name yeah. or something? Yeah. Is this where everyone talks about their notes and yeah. you just go through a few little tidbits that you had taken yep. that we couldn't fit anywhere else? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here's what I got. Uh, Anne Hathaway in the first shot doesn't appear to have toothpaste on her toothbrush. <laughs> I found that really distracting. <laughs> and I want a nice foam. I want a nice lather. You know what I mean? You do have nice teeth. Uh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, true power is not having a computer on your desk. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, that yep. is, that is, that is, that is power. Get other people to compute yeah, for you. Yeah, totally. Yep. And I kind of thought, you know, this, this thing of like, oh, she's, when, when Anne hath and when Hatho gets the job, Hatho'd <laughs> <laughs> Ray. Um, uh, you know she's all flustered. Ah, she doesn't know how to do it. And and I thought there is not a human being on earth that could do this. You know what I mean? Even even if they were incredibly au fait with the fashion industry and stuff, just the way that she's thrust into it and just told stuff that doesn't make any sense. Like no human being could actually do this job. I realize it's a comedy, and that's a fucking point. I feel like that was the first three jobs I had. Hmm. Yeah, because I'm incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's also it pre smartphone as well, like yeah. you know, pre like proper internet sort mm. of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, 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 quick Google and just yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. That just struck me. Um, you know, there's the moment where where she has the go up or whatever, and she walks in, and uh, Emily Blunt and Giselle. Giselle. Um, they 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 do the sort of like drop the sunglasses <laughs> moment. It was like wow 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 sproing. Yeah. Um. I just thought that that Wait. was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I just thought that that was because that that is like a very uh, 80s TNA, you know, comedy. Mm. Uh, and I just thought it was an interesting inversion because it's always it's always dudes dropping the sunglasses yeah. at at a woman. This is women dropping it. And I just thought that that was like maybe I, I wonder whether that was kind of like a meta joke in some ways. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the makeover wasn't just like taking off her glasses for once. Yeah. It was like giving her a decent haircut. Yeah, she's all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting Clark some good Kent. clothes on her. That 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 um, outfits maybe aside, I don't know that that montage where she goes around the streets. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought that that was really artfully edited. Yeah, I, mm. I, I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, Gania Fructis, where <laughs> when, <laughs> when when when. Um, when uh, she gets back and uh, he she's missed his birthday and he's just sitting on the couch waiting for her to get home, he immediately gets into goes into the bedroom in a huff. It's yeah. like you grandstanding son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm you just were gonna just... sit here and be huffy, and yeah. then you're gonna get home and you're gonna be. Yeah, you were on <laughs> you were on the couch exclusively so you could just move into the bathroom uh, into the bedroom in a huff. Yep. Anyway, what yeah, a, he's a piece dick. of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was. Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) These are coming at you. I will. (laughs) I think I only had one. um, uh, One sort of random note is when uh, Miranda gets stuck in the hurricane, um, uh, and and she's trying to get the flight back, and. They spent a million dollars on the the uh, the wardrobe. They didn't spend a million dollars on the uh, like the obviously like see like it looked like she was stuck in a hurricane in Toontown. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It looked like it was I just. Liked it. <laughs> yeah, it, was it, funny. It, it looked like animation. It looked yeah. like Wizard of Oz or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. was really, I was just like, where are you? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Were you were you there to see um oh, what's her name from uh, Roger Rabbit um Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to revisit. We should do that. That's a good film. Never seen it. (laughs) Oh, man. Next visit. (laughs) Returning champ. I'm not coming Um, back. (laughs) (laughs) You're just here for the pizza. I thought it would be interesting or a parallel film could be made that happens alongside this film. God Wears Prada? (laughs) No, which is... uh, Like the destruction of Emily Blunt as a person. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, well, like, I want her story. Yeah, where, where, where it's kind of like yeah. it's it's all of her humiliations and stuff. And happening she hasn't while... eaten for weeks, and then mm-hmm. when she yeah. feels like she's about to faint, she eats a cube of cheese. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm one it's stomach fine. full away from my ideal weight, <laughs> yeah. my goal weight. Yeah. yeah, and this this kind of like all of this kind of uh, uh, romance or whatever happening between Anne Hathaway and um, Miranda Priestley, and and she's just kind of, you know, it. it uh, like the Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead of The Devil Wears Prada, mm. if if you if that's not too pretentious a reference. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Someone's 30 films deep in myth. <laughs> uh, and, and maybe the final one, uh, I just from a kind of like the story thing, I, I feel like all the Paris stuff and all the actual like dramatic tension of the film kind of gets jammed all into Paris in the third act. You know what I mean? Because I think that the funner parts of the movie are kind of the more montage kind of things that are her learning the job and the interactions between her and Emily and her and Miranda. And they don't necessarily have any dramatic stakes that move the story forward. So I felt like that the end in Paris just felt very rushed, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. To kind of establishing, uh, you know, um, 
the mental man and all of those kind of things that that just happened a bit too quick to feel satisfying to I me. agree can i just segue into you said dramatic stakes and that is my only note and beef is when she goes and beef it's actual beef when she goes out and gets that shit hot steak and then just throws it in the in the sink it's and smashes bummer. the plate I'm like, it's a real bummer just eat the steak yeah don't throw it away she's punishing her that's why yeah I think that's a yeah definitely a a, a wrap on uh, the Devil Wears Prada, um, starring uh, hmm, what do we got? Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Anne Hathod Ray, Hathod Ray. There we go. Hathod Ray. Hathod Ray. Oh, it's not that like <laughs> no, good. Not, not that good. Uh, no. Yes, you really hath away with words. <laughs> I did that one before. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you all anyway. should be. <laughs> um, thanks, as always, Jeremy Wartsman of Jackie Winter Group for providing the re- the hotbox recording studio in win- winter or summer. It is real spicy in here. Um, it is. Be sure to check out their podcast. Jackie Winter gives you the business. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Deja underscore review. We're Deja Review Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us at hello at Deja Review Podcast. Um, now, we haven't, uh, we've got a few, uh, what do you call them, reviews and stuff, but just, uh, you know, um, jumping on iTunes and giving us a review is great, but. No, uh, rescinded, offer rescinded. Offer rescinded, <laughs> yep, yep, no. Um, no more dirty limericks. Yeah, no, yeah. no, yeah, you you're being punished. Yourself. Maybe it was um, turning people off. Probably. Um, but uh, one thing would be great is if you like the podcast, maybe tell mates that you potentially like um, that they might want to listen to the podcast, uh, you know, and uh, send it out into the world. Um, I have been and always will be. <laughs> Very desperate for <laughs> comments and likes and validation on the internet. <laughs> five, five stars only. Five stars only. Engagement. <laughs> Uh, I'm in my cans. Over there is Kane Bogged Up Daniel. Farewell. My name on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Seb Shribashkovri. Thanks a bunch. And thank you, Sinead. Sinead, <laughs> thank you once again. Once again. Uh, and um, and you will be joining us again uh, in a few weeks uh, for... <laughs> the Lost Boys. The Lost Boys. Um, it's going to be a good time. Is, that, yeah. is there any way you want to send people internet-wise? To yeah. Oh, could any you, of your oh, sweet your tiny letter? letter. No, no, no. Tell, tell people uh, about your tiny letter. It's great. It's okay. It's great. <laughs> hey, what is your tiny letter? To explain it to me. Uh, I have a tiny letter called Did That Happen Though? Oh. Uh, What's last, a tiny letter? The last one was... Um, it's a newsletter, right? All right, yeah. The last one was about... Uh, oh, The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was very fun. Thanks. Thank you. Um, all right. Well, see you next time. Up yours. <laughs> <laughs>